Hi, everybody. Welcome to St. Misbehaven, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Shadorn, and before we get started, I'd like to send a special birthday greeting to a good friend of mine, Jillian <laughs> Johnson, who's always listening to the podcast. I'm going to say happy birthday, Jillian. I know your birthday's coming up. It's it's in a month, but uh, I just When's wanted to... Well, a month, huh? A month. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, just a quick uh, shout out to her. Uh, just happy birthday to her. Very special friend and her and her husband, Andy, two of my best friends in the whole wide world. Oh, how nice. I miss them so much. And I know they listen to the podcast, so I just wanted to say hi to them and happy birthday. So just, you know, it's, it's nice to remember people's birthdays. It is. Anyways, I'm also joined by Anna. Anna, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm okay. I think that the result that you wanted, which was to get my hopes up and then dash them, <laughs> you got that. Because I thought you were going to mention my birthday, of course. You have a birthday this year? You know, I'm only turning 30. Uh, it's no big deal. Uh, whatever. We've all done it. <laughs> <laughs> no reason for celebration. It's really a quick downhill slide from there. All downhill from here. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like I'm more like I'm about to turn 50, to be honest. Um, yeah. So, you know. Best. You don't look a day over 40, I'll say that. <laughs> Aw, thanks. I don't know, I'm like looking at myself in the camera while we're recording it. I look the same colour as our wall, which no. is great. Your hair looks nice today. Did you get a haircut? Uh, no, I just washed it. It's oh, that's... <laughs> that's sad. No, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's well. That's the the general level at which I'm at. You know, a good hair wash can really make a difference. Yeah, I'm going to your birthday party, so I can say I can say it then. <laughs> I don't need to waste time here like saying it. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. So, uh, you doing all right then, Anna? Yeah, not too bad as things go. Yeah. Not doing anything particularly special in my last week as a a mid twenties person. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's the 30s creeping up on you. You're like, yeah. I guess I could go out or, oh, TV's like, there's so much good stuff on TV. There's so much good stuff. It's a golden age of television. <laughs> Indeed. How about you? I'm fine. I'm just, I'm in, I'm actually recording today from the floor of my parents' closet because I'm in Florida. Mm. We what went time to Florida. One. Okay. So one in, in the, the morning. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> You look, we know I'm not very good at geography, but <laughs> there yeah. is a limit. But yeah. So you but have I'm no excuse not to be, you know, alert and fresh faced because it's the middle of the afternoon. We'll see. But Anna, have you done anything saintly or had anything miraculous happen to you lately? I have quite a tale to tell you, I have to say, this this week. What's that? I, well, I don't want to say that I have a gift or that I've been, you know, touched by the Lord. However... <laughs> okay, it's good that you don't want to say that because I feel like that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should reserve judgment until you hear this. Okay. So the other night, I had a, a strange dream mm -hmm. in which my kitchen was flooded. And okay. then... <laughs> <laughs> While I was going about my day, I happened to check under the sink and it turns out we had a leaking pipe and <gasps> I would not have checked if I hadn't had that dream. And right. luckily, like the, there was a really long waiting list for the, the plumber. So, you know, I, I emailed them straight away and there was like a week long wait. So we've had a week of like just having a bowl under our kitchen sink to catch the leak. It wasn't a very big leak. But my right. point is, if I hadn't dreamed it, I had this dream premonition, then we might not have found it for ages and it could have been a lot worse. So, mm. yeah, that, that it, it was very strange that I discovered our, our leaking pipe in a dream, but it actually happened. So I thought, so, uh, you know, pre pretty saintly in that, you know, the saints have dreams about stuff that comes true. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, like a uh, vision. Yeah. You've had a vision of... Um... I had, a, I had a, a vision of something extremely mundane and domestic, um, but still counts. Yes, moderately useful vision. Yeah, definitely <laughs> like more useful than if someone was say, you know, give up all your clothes and sell everything that you have and right. build some churches, right? You know what would have been a more useful vision would have been somebody just telling you to like... Invest in Bitcoin in 2005. <laughs> no, just like get a wrench and like tighten up some of these washers it's probably oh no um it was a, a pipe where the the soldering was done a very long time oh, ago I and see. it's now rotted away so uh, okay uh, unfortunately i don't have a soldering iron which would have been handy yeah for sure but yeah was, i i thought that was pretty unusual that's pretty good it's, it's it's a level of supernaturalness that we don't normally have on this podcast so exactly. i'm excited about it yeah. <laughs> what well, it could mean for future episodes we'll see well now i'll probably have to pay attention to all my dreams and and act on all of them even the weirdest ones mm-hmm. so you know keep listening to find out what happens yeah. in the future like, according to this dream i should just be walking around naked all down the street <laughs> i don't know I, yeah i haven't I, I haven't had any permanent permanent permanentory permanentory premonitions i haven't had any premonitions uh-huh what about premonitions? i don't even have those it's sad really can't even learn no i i don't know i didn't do anything i haven't done anything Really miraculous. I mean, I've traveled halfway across the world to celebrate my son's birthday. I mean, if you, you were around in the time of lots of saints, the idea that you could mm-hmm. do that would seem pretty miraculous. You know, it is. I like, mean, it's, yeah, I guess. Flew in the sky. The, the miracle of uh, modern airfare flying. Flying? <laughs> I failed at a relatively. Uh, I, <laughs> the miracle of modern day jet lag. <laughs> yeah. Right I mean, it was pretty miraculous in that it was a pretty smooth flight. I did do like our own savior, JC Christmas. Mm-hmm. I ma- I did some woodworking. I wanted to show you. Oh. See, I made, I thought wow. they just turned two, but you just, I wanted to give him some like magnifying glasses because I thought that'd be a fun thing for a kid to have. So I made. Yeah. Well, he's two. very tall, so he need, <laughs> need yeah. them to see things on the ground because <laughs> he's so far right? away from it. Yeah. But I have this magnifying glass. That's very that nice. I made the, so the, it's a kid. And then you make the handle. So I made this one out of wood. Oh, wait, where is it here? Wow. See? Very it's colorful. It's all colorful stripes. Yeah. And then this one's much more classy. It's just like a nice Yeah, good wood. texture. Yeah. And then for the magnifying glasses. So I did that. So, then... yeah, following in the footsteps of Christ by doing yeah. some carpentry. Yeah. And then I mean, just, it would be you know... more Christ-like it was f- if it was for some child in need who was nothing to do with you you know like it's not that saintly to do something nice for your kid no like uh... i i I know that you know straight white men think they deserve a cookie every time they do a bit of parenting I do a massive amount of parenting, number one. And he <laughs> cries a lot, so pretty needy in that respect. Well, maybe these will help. Yeah. And otherwise, I'm on kind of vacation here in Florida. So no need to do any anything particularly moral. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. The pressure's off. Yeah. Fl- Florida's where morality goes to retire. So <laughs> nobody, there's no morality left here. It's you're, a, not, you're not searching for any hidden stolen government documents while you're there no that's not my job (laughs) somebody else is on top of that it seems like a lot of people are anyways so anna Mm -hmm. today is april 5th 2023 (laughs) wow you are jet lagged (laughs) isn't oh today is february 5th 2023 i don't know why is it april that's so weird Uh, probably because it's jillian's birthday right oh yeah well jillian i would have missed it in april because her birthday is in march oh right okay and uh so yeah but again happy birthday jillian mm-hmm. uh hope you're doing well miss you guys so yes uh, April, uh february 5th 2023 <laughs> who is today's saint well today we're actually throwing it back to february the first because it's a big one mm. <laughs> i say a big one you may have heard of her 
Uh, St. Bridget. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a big scene. Well, too bad. Big in what respect? Like I've actually done no research. I was just hoping that we could base this whole podcast on everything that you remember about Bridget. So uh, it's going to be quite <laughs> oh, short. Oh, yeah, Bridget. Well, I'll take the lead on this one, Anna. <laughs> um, as we all know, the life of St. Bridget is many in story. Well, it is pretty pretty wild. That's why she's quite, quite big, yeah. as you'll find out as we go through. So we know she was born in 1923 in France. Transylvania. <laughs> Transylvania. The daughter of a fishwife and a fish husband. <laughs> no, you're thinking of St. Bridget. Totally. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. I'm way off base. All right. So, Anna, why don't you. Sorry, why don't we'll, you we'll cover I'm, the fish lady some other time. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to hand this back to you because I feel like maybe the, you I, should. I'll I let think you that's, take the lead that's on probably, probably wise. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. So, sorry. Bridget was around in approximately 451 to 525. Mm-hmm. Although it is inconclusive whether or not she was a real historical figure. Oh, no. She's... <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Way to erase the contributions of women already, Anna. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> she may be connected with the Celtic goddess Brigid, mm-hmm. as they're both associated with poetry, healing, protection, smithcraft, and domestic animals. Oh, I thought you were going to say they're connected because they were roommates, but we don't and talk they, about they that. They both have the same name. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, they have the same name. They were sisters. Yeah, like uh, Crispin and Crispianus, they just had the same name. So St. Bridget's Feast Day, mm-hmm. today, 1st of February, well, not today, a while ago. A couple days ago. Yeah. Coincides with Imbolc, which is the first day of spring in Irish tradition. So oh. Bridget, the, the goddess, was obviously a, a pagan figure. And happy spring to all our Irish listeners. Yeah. I mean, you must be getting so much sun over there. Mm. <laughs> so the earliest sources mentioning St. Bridget are two old Irish hymns from the 7th century. So... Mm-hmm couple of hundred years after she was alive okay two lives or vitae we've we've been encountered that concept before were composed in hiberno latin during mm. the 7th and 8th centuries and another was written in old irish during the 9th century so this is an amalgamation of lots of of legends so are you excited hmm um indeed <laughs> sorry it's fine so according to uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> the pronunciations of they've been derailed before they've even began but mm. just bear with me so according to tradition bridget was born in 451 in falghart north of dundalk in mm-hmm. conail with him <laughs> you started out so strong there <laughs> yeah um, Conoth, etc. <laughs> Conile with the aim. No. Uh, <laughs> mm, feel like we're getting further away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Every attempt just gets worse. It was a Crithwin kingdom located in <laughs> County Louth, Ireland. Oh, one of those Crithwian kingdoms. What? <laughs> It looks like it's the 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 northwesterly most county, northeasterly most county in in the Republic of Ireland. Oh wait, so it's still um, in Ireland. It's not in Northern Ireland. No. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there may be more place names. Apologies. Should we take an official position on Irish reunification as long as we're here? Um, <laughs> I I don't think so. I think, no. Okay. <laughs> I think I sound too English to have an opinion on this. <laughs> I just think there are a lot of troublemakers up there. Oh, Let's just gosh. say that. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm all for unification all, all around. We should all be one big country. Yeah, no borders. Borders are dumb. That's borders what I believe. Dumb. That's the general belief of the podcast. <laughs> so, 
Bridget's mother was oh pronunciation fail again. Broiksek. <laughs> Bricks. <laughs> yeah. Sack of bricks. Broiksek. Bro- I mean, maybe it's like maybe Brosif. Let's let's pronounce it Brosif. Brosif. Yeah. Yeah. A okay. slave who was baptized by Saint Patrick, and her father was. <laughs> but not freed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just enjoy this I- servitude. I can do one thing to help you here, Brixick, and it's like, can you, is it freedom? And no, well, it's of a sort. How about if you were free after you die? Mm. Huh? Um, it's like, I guess I'll take I, I, You know, he can drive the snakes out, but he can't, he can't let people go. It's yeah. pretty rubbish. This is my, my biggest problem with the Star Wars prequels is like the Jedis find out that Anakin Skywalker is a slave and instead of like just killing the guy who's enslaving him and taking him this is like they they go through a whole pod race and it's like no just there's no <laughs> i feel like does that's... he deserve it though does he deserve the freedom i i don't know yeah it. that's the thing if he's 10 he doesn't what's he done to deserve the freedom and certainly just the kid not the mother right <laughs> anyways excellent Sorry. so yeah just like anakin bridget's mum was a slave her mm-hmm. father was a chieftain so probably not a certainly there would be a, a problematic power dynamic within that right. conception event wait so she so oh so she she was the slave of the chieftain yeah i think so oh, okay oh that's uh cool. yeah in fact definitely his name was dump thack <laughs> sorry did you say dump thack <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm just making this up now. Yeah, it does really. I mean, again, I I should probably have put. We're, we're probably going to get an angry email saying that we should be, you know, putting more effort into researching how these are actually pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, so apologies in advance. Uh, anyway, he was a, a chief Dane of Leinster, mm-hmm. and when Broiksek became pregnant, Dubthak's wife forced him to sell her to a druid. So not a druid. Yeah, I think I think she was his slave, which yeah, yeah, um, yeah. not cool. Nothing about that's good. Don't have slaves, yeah. but if you do, then having sex with them is definitely not consensual. And then if you do have sex with them, don't sell them to druids. Not no one's making the right decisions here at any juncture. It's just yeah, just fail after fail. <laughs> yeah, the wrong wrong decision every time. It's like the sunk cost fallacy is like, well, I'm already going to hell now, so may as well make another bad decision. Yeah. Brosif was bringing milk into the druid's house at dawn one morning when she mm-hmm. gave birth on the threshold. <laughs> Which <laughs> I <laughs> I can imagine the druid being like, that's not milk when her waters break. <laughs> it's like, why are you just standing in the doorway? Uh, <laughs> I need that milk now. <laughs> Can you get keep going? No, I don't care. Whatever that is dragging behind you, just please just oh keep, bring me this milk. Somebody needs their Cheerios. Come my, on, let's my go. tea is getting cold without it. It's gonna be yeah. the ratio is gonna be all messed up. Yeah. So because she she gave birth on the threshold, Bridget was herself born into slavery. So I think like you know if what? if someone had, well, I think like if if you're a druid and someone should be bringing you milk and instead they deliver a baby. If it's on your property, it's it's your slave also. Oh, okay. So if she'd have had it in the yard, yeah, not a slave, not a yeah, because she's... she should. But this is the thing: she was trying too hard to be good at her job because clearly she got all the way to the threshold with the milk mm-hmm. and and then couldn't go any further. She... So she was punished for being good at her job. Right. I'm gonna get this one last thing done. And then I'm going to go get birth. This is what happens when you don't have a good maternity leave policy. See, it was probably like, you know, when you have to go to the bathroom really bad and she was kind of just like clenching and like walking really like oh quickly. <laughs> I'll just drop this milk off and then I'll be able to get out of the yard so my daughter is not born. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. 
Yes. Bridget's holiness was evident from an early age. On one mm-hmm. occasion, the druid tried to feed Bridget, and she vomited due to his religious impurity. <laughs> um, wait, what? <laughs> you know when someone tries to feed you and they are morally inferior, so you just puke on them? Right, right. Uh, yeah, because feeding someone is bad if they're not, if they don't show your, your religion. Yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, take okay. food from atheists. Yeah. yeah. Atheist druids. Not um, not a good source yeah. of food. Okay. So, yeah. Heathen food will make you sick. <laughs> Instead, she was fed by a white cow with red ears. So, <laughs> any new parents listening, wondering what to feed their children or how to feed them, you know, don't get food from heathens. Get it from white cows with red white ears. White cows with red ears. But only white cows with red ears. That's how yeah, you know that if they're... they're... If they've got normal white cow colored ears then yeah. probably still unholy. I feel like it It feels <laughs> less... You don't seem sold feels... on this concept. <laughs> I don't know. It feels more demonic to be fed by an animal than it does to be like... Especially uh... one with... Re- like, like a cow with yeah. red ears, that would kind of look like demon horns. That's what I'm, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's The whole thing is just... I don't know. Yeah. Well... <laughs> so she, she suckles at this cow or did the cow like bring her a sandwich? I did She's not like... look too closely at the, <laughs> the logistics of her being fed by the cow. <laughs> Tear out some of my ribs, Bridget, and cook them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wise talking cow. Mm, yeah. Anyways. It's always good if when you can eat some, something, it is still conscious and talking. Yeah, so you know it's right. Anyway, even as a child, she was remarked for having worked miracles. Oh. In one story, she gives her... W- <laughs> one story, she, she talks to a cow? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty miraculous. Well, to be fair, having a vomit reflex for heathens, that would be <laughs> quite I'm a saintly too- thing, you know, like, yeah. not worth saving. It's a very saintly or a very particular eating disorder. Yes. But yeah. I actually, um, about 10 years ago, I had a this weird thing where... <laughs> where a Muslim man tried to give me food and I threw a ball over him. <laughs> well, no, but um, I was I was seeing someone and they, they were like a, a bit of a dick. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And like my body knew this before my brain did because every time I saw him, <laughs> I would throw up. and it was like i kind of got overcome by like anxiety or adrenaline or something and Mm -hmm. like i'd just be like i'm so sorry i've got to go (laughs) and just go and throw up so yeah it's uh another another saintly gift i have i guess i suppose so yeah so but not heathens it's just shitty boyfriends well people you're not you know spiritually connected to i guess Mm. you know it was a sign i see anyway (laughs) <laughs> that was how I managed to have such a cracking board when I was younger. Oh. Mm. <laughs> no, okay, what? let's cut that. <laughs> That's weird. All right, anyway. Yeah, no, sorry. Clearly, I actually had very good instincts. I suppose so. So, although, yeah, may- maybe I should have listened to them more. You went to impressive lengths to ignore your instincts to the point that your body was <laughs> like, well, she's not listening. Let's just... <laughs> like, inside your body. It's like inside out, where inside your head, like, uh, all your emotions are like, I don't... what do you want One of mine know? is throw up. Throw <laughs> like, up. that's one of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. she... Well, where were we at? She ate from a uh, cow. Fed by a cow, yep. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So she was doing she was doing miracles when she was a kid. In one story, she gives away her mother's entire store of butter to feed the poor. <laughs> oh boy, what a banner <laughs> day for the poor! Butter dinner. It's a butter dinner. Everybody. Hey. <laughs> 
but it reappeared when she prayed. So oh, I guess her okay. mom was like, what, what the hell, man? Where's all my butter? And she's like, I don't worry, it's come back. Yeah. Which is, it's it's a weird one because like the, the chronology of that story is like, well, why wouldn't you just pray to have more butter and then not be taking any from your mom in the first place? Yeah. It may be but. just that the poor were like, I don't know what she thought we were going to do with just a tub of butter. <laughs> yeah, no bread or anything. Uh, it's like, thank you. Uh, they just like snuck it back in there. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> this is going to get your mom in a lot of trouble too. <laughs> you know, in like, you know, in the Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale, when they're like having any kind of adornments is considered sinful. So like the handmaids use butter as a moisturizer because it's the only thing they can actually access. Okay. So, you know, what I'm saying is butter has multiple uses mm -hmm. and you're just not being imaginative. Oh, okay. And also, like, Irish butter is pretty famous because they have very good, very good cows, good yeah. grass over there. Yeah. So, like, maybe it's, like, as delicious as cheese. Perhaps. So. All right. Well, maybe. Okay. I'm so, I'm sorry I was down on the idea of all butter diet. I <laughs> But, like, your, so your argument is, like, she saw the poor and she's like, you know what these people need? A better skincare regimen. <laughs> is that your big no, argument? No, that was an example. <laughs> All right, all right. There's lots of uses for butter. That's two. <laughs> Maybe somebody was like stuck in a doorway and they needed like lubricant. <laughs> Maybe that's what was stopping them from making money was just yeah. you know getting stuck places. They and were now always that getting they're all lubed up with the butter. Such narrow streets there in house. Ireland. It's hard to get around. So you you butter up your shoulders and you glide right through. <laughs> <laughs> See, now we're thinking outside. Suddenly, the box. full employment. Was that was that meant to be an Irish accent? No, no. I'm just. Oh, good. Because. Uh, because if so, it would have been almost as offensive as your British one. We're not doing uh, an Irish possibly accent. Possibly more so. Well, I've retired any attempt to make an Irish accent. Okay, that's for the best. So when Bridget was about 10, she returned to live with her father as a household servant. Oh. <laughs> you know, when you have that custody battle yeah. <laughs> so that you can well, get your slave child. Well, that's my thing is like, does he know that she's there? Like, does he know that he's rehired her, his daughter as a household servant? Or um, <laughs> Unclear. But I think that she must know. And I'll tell you for why. I mean, if he's the if he's like the lord of the county, right? Yeah, chief. And presum presumably he they maybe didn't go far. So then she's just like, oh, I got yeah, a job maybe. in the big house. Yeah, and I mean, maybe she, maybe he summoned her back. I don't know. Mm. But I think she knew that mm -hmm. he was her dad because she continued to provide for the poor, donating her father's belongings to anyone who asked. <laughs> So <laughs> donating to like, it's, it's okay. I'm related <laughs> to the chief. Are you stealing this stuff? No, no, no. It's my dad's stuff. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm donating it. Yeah. Not Does stealing. he know you, your dad? Your dad probably not. No. <laughs> donating such a great euphemism for what she's doing here. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I go shopping on my parents' dollar, I'm always like, I'm donating. To be fair, yeah. the only time I go shopping on my parents' dollar is when my mum takes me to the charity shop. So I am donating, but that's a different mm. story. So Dub Thack discovered this. And was angry about it, surprisingly. <laughs> hey, where did all the silver go? Oh, I donated it. What do you mean donated it? <laughs> you know, I, I I donated it in my bag and then I snuck it outside. <laughs> so he was angry and he took her to the King of Leinster because he wanted to sell her. 
Um, so again, <laughs> unclear if he knows that <laughs> she's his daughter or not. Yeah, that could go either way. And mm-hmm. also, he's just like he wants to get rid of people uh, that he mm-hmm. seems to have total control over. But he's it, it's just he's so damn thrifty. He's just like I gotta make a profit on these guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I could. I could just throw her all. off a cliff because well, whatever. Look, he had to get a return on all the lost money from all the donated items, right? That's fair, right? Yeah. So I it's fair. just good <laughs> economics. Mm-hmm. So and dig himself out of that hole. <laughs> while yeah. her dad was talking to the king, Bridget gave away his sword. <laughs> <laughs> hey dad can i see your sword for a second well i this is highly unusual but um all right <laughs> you just play with that while i barter you away yeah yeah so she gave <laughs> wait and also she donated his sword to what like the needy swordless i guess <laughs> <laughs> well she gave it to a beggar so that he could swap it for food to feed his family uh- Oh, okay, well then. Or here's another idea. Or do some crimes with it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This, you know what? I'm going to say this system seems pretty unfair and unjust. Listen, you are like fifth century version of those people who say don't give homeless people money because they'll only spend it on drugs. It's like don't give beggars swords (laughs) because they'll only (laughs) extort other people with them. Yeah, it's like those kids' books. You know, you give a beggar a sword, he'll ask your purse, and then you. If if you give if you give a beggar a purse. He eats for a day. If you give a beggar a sword, he eats for life. Yeah, then he, he gets your purse anyways. So exactly, <laughs> and many other people's. Is... It's a, yeah, it's a the system work. Yeah, okay. So this guy, so he he doesn't. So Dubthak does not learn from his mistakes in no, terms of like no. not yeah. leaving Bridget. Bridget in her sticky fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, the king was impressed by Bridget and her piety and persuaded Dubthak <laughs> to grant this is the her most pious pickpocket I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, he persuaded Dubthak to grant her freedom so i mean which which ultimately boils down to like as you were saying like let her go for free yeah without without getting any money for her so i don't want to do that and it's like oh, i'm the king though aren't i mm. <laughs> shame <laughs> so about I what you want to do <laughs> so she was said to be very beautiful and attracted many suitors <laughs> of course she's said to be very beautiful she's a female saint <laughs> this is always the way <laughs> and young <laughs> at this point yeah 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 i feel like the people is like well i'm reading this hagiography and I don't know what's interesting. It's like, oh, well, did I mention she was young and hot? Oh, well, okay. Well, now I'm engaged. <laughs> Which is weird because, like, you know, we've already heard about that she is interesting. Yeah. She's taking initiative. She's the greatest cat burglar of her day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, if you're needing someone to infiltrate the, the big house to get mm-hmm. the real, the, the good goods, you know, so a right. solid strategy. But she wished to devote her life to... To a life of crime? Is that... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's it's holy crime. So oh, holy okay. crimes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She wished to devote her life to God. According to one story, she even prayed to God to remove her beauty so that men would stop pursuing her romantically, which is pretty <laughs> I sad. I just wish I wasn't actually. as beautiful, you know? Well, so Matthew, you may laugh, but you know. As someone who is exceedingly beautiful. <laughs> no, but like even, you know, even average looking girls receive a lot of unwanted male attention because a lot of men are creeps mm-hmm. and you do hear stories of, of people you know wishing that they were not as feminine mm. so that they wouldn't be sexualized and stuff it happens it's I, sad okay <laughs> sorry <is> sad. <laughs> i don't know if you're fishing I'm... for compliments here or what <laughs> no uh no i so so she wants to be less beautiful she wants to dr- attract less attention yeah which i feel like the kind of guys <laughs> it's like oh that child's not hot anymore i'll leave her alone <laughs> Yeah, it's like the thing. It's like it's, I don't know if it's necessarily the attractiveness as much as it is. Yeah. <laughs> just the fact that they're a woman and these guys are creeps. It's more about mm. them than it is about her. But yeah, I yes, understand. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> well, 
It worked. God temporarily afflicted her with facial blemishes and swollen eyes. <laughs> That's called puberty. <laughs> I, f- I find it very amusing that God's like, you know, what's not hot? Big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if she had big bulgy eyes? Yeah, like that's, you know, what God sanctions as officially ugly is spots. Yeah. And swollen eyes. Yeah. Ooh, what if and, I her like, like, Which that sounds what? like he just gave her an allergy <laughs> to <Yeah>. something. <laughs> just, uh, and with God's holy instrument, a bee, she <laughs> <laughs> afflicted she became... her with spots and hold and buggy, yeah, big yeah. eyes. Maybe that's yeah. what happened. Maybe she got stung by a bee and then the, the legend sprung up around this. Yeah. Um, so uh, so God made her look like Peter Laurie with a bad case of acne. Okay. Sure. I don't know who that is, but um, oh, come I'm, on, I'm sure Peter it's Laurie. very comedic. Uh... Sorry. I, I just, I can't fake laugh. So... Um, you know, you maybe edit it to sound like I found that hilarious. Yeah, that's fine. By the time her beauty had returned, her suitors had given up. So it, it worked. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, She knew that like, they were well, only after her youthful good looks. I guess so. But, I mean, not her um, incredible skill at thievery. or <laughs> that's, what, her... that's what everyone's looking for in a wife, in yeah, these I mean, times in particular. So she had her freedom as a slave. Did, like, the king... Is the king taking care of her? Is she like in the court, or is she like adopted by the king or something? Like, um, you know what I mean? Doesn't say. <laughs> okay, never mind then. Sorry. So these guys um, were like, well, was, they were like, oh, she's got gross skin and big buggy eyes, and I guess I'll just wait and see if this passes, and then uh, <laughs> after a few months, they're like, well, it seems like this is the permanent thing, so I guess I'll just uh, move on to somebody else who uses a normal butter regimen as they should on their skin. I. Uh... <laughs> or maybe that's why her skin had a lot of pimples. It's like, have you been rubbing butter on your skin? <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't know what happened. M- maybe, yeah, maybe she was at the, the palace and this was where all the suitors were because, you know, aristocratic men are the most entitled ones, mm-hmm. traditionally. Yeah, it's a real race to the bottom, but yeah. <laughs> and other body parts. Hey. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so in one tale, her brother's who I didn't know existed before now. Okay, well, this is news, Uh, (laughs) yeah. They were not happy about her being committed to Jesus because they were worried they'd lose her bride price. So, mm. so this this person is getting sold a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm very sorry. There's a lot of maybe we should do a trigger warning for for trafficking. There's yeah. a lot of. Trafficking I mean, here. you know, people have value, but she has a very specific price, like a very specific value Five as a human piles being. Piles of gold. Yeah. That it is. Yeah, it is very much monetary. Mm. Uh, it has nothing to do with who she is as a person. I guess except for her beauty. So, uh, which you you can't put a monetary value on that. Oh, uh, <laughs> tell that to fifth century. Irish people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So her brother Bassine Bacini, her brother, but let's call him Bob. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Brother Bob. Reportedly said to her, the beautiful eye which is in your head will be betrothed to a man, though you like it or not. It started out so nice. It's like, the beautiful eye in your head. (laughs) You get married whether you like it or not. (laughs) See, you said race to the bottom. It's clearly race to the eyeball. So... Bridget responded by poking her finger into her eye, saying, here is that beautiful eye for you. (laughs) Oh, this eye? (laughs) Too late. I squished it. (laughs) This is the world's worst magic trick. Oh, is this your eye? (laughs) Also, like... That's some pretty hardcore shit. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's what I mean. She, you know, she goes her own way. Here is that beautiful eye for you. I deem it unlikely that anyone will ask you for a blind girl. So... (laughs) 
Clearly a lot of judgment on oh. what constitutes a, a valuable wife in these times. Yeah, I think Bridget has some bad opinions. Like, well, obviously nobody would want a girl who wasn't a perfect 10 or was blind. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, ableism aside, like, it's like in those times, it's like, well, there's not much use having a, a wife if she can't see to make you sandwiches, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. That's, uh, that's what it's all about. And that was, well, it was purely theoretical because the sandwich hadn't been invented yet. They were like... Man, wouldn't it be great? <laughs> Make me Anyways. a bread and butter, is what they would say, those old-time misogynists. <laughs> yeah, where's my tub of butter, woman? I, it's dinner time. Stop, the stop butter should smearing be on the it on your dry, dry hands. <laughs> if only we had something to put this butter on, but I guess not. Just more spoonfuls of butter into our mouths. <laughs> mm. Her brothers tried to find water to wash away the blood, but Bridget told them to put her staff into the earth in front of them, and when they did so, a stream burst forth from the ground. Bridget then turned to Bassine, Bob, and said, Soon your two eyes will burn in your head. And this came to pass. What? So, <laughs> wow. She she had some, some weird eye magic going on. I feel like she's proved her point a couple times now. <laughs> she didn't have to like... You can threaten... quit with the eye thing now. Yeah, you didn't have to really threaten that guy to like burn his eyes out of his skull. I think that... that uh, like, you hey, know, you've, you've... hey, but she did it because she loved Jesus. So it's a good thing. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah stop criticizing. <laughs> mm. It's all making sense. Yeah. She then became a consecrated virgin, i.e. a woman consen- uh, consecrated by the, the church. concentrated virgin? <laughs> <laughs> just, just really yeah, focused on, on virginity. There's a, a higher concentration of hymen? Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Virginity. She's got a higher concentration of virginity in her. It's just a very dense pocket of virginity that girl mm. how can you have a concentrated thing that is a social construct mm. <laughs> so yeah so she was consecrated by the church to live a life of perpetual virginity as a mm-hmm. bride of christ at that time she was given powers of an abbess oh wow according... starting out right at the top yeah <laughs> well according to tradition she founded a monastery at kildare around 480 so she was 29 by this point so oh, okay. yeah i guess like you know climbed the career ladder pretty pretty fast yeah so she founded it on the site of a pagan shrine to the celtic goddess bridget ah so yeah who knows if that was her name before or if Maybe. she just was like i'm your bridget now um <laughs> look at me look at me i'm the bridget now <laughs> i love this because it seems like there's still pagans around so it seems like she's just like hey nice shrine here uh we're just gonna be taking this <laughs> A nice shrine you got there would be a shame if someone Christianified it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it'd be a shame if anybody consecrated this. (laughs) So she took it over as Bridget. I mean, is it possible that she would be named Bridget if Bridget is the name of one of their gods? Like that they would Um, just that it would just be a common name. Like maybe it's just a coincidence, right? Well, it'd probably be more like you know maybe her mum was pagan. No, because she was baptized by Saint Patrick. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. All right, well, whatever. I just don't want her to be made up. I want her to be real. Okay, well, um, <laughs> it was said that an eternal flame burned at the site, perhaps to honor Bridget, the goddess, as a Celtic fire goddess in particular. Okay. Because apparently the name Bridget means fiery arrow. Mm. Wait, so the eternal flame was already there. Yeah. And so she came up and she's like, we're just going to snuff this whole thing out. So she built her monastery on it, but <laughs> kept the flame going. Okay, um, all right. And according to legend and tradition, yeah, she kept it going. And the eternal flame may have lasted as late as the 16th century. So pretty pretty eternal. Pretty big flame. Pretty eternal. 
and it was relit in 1993 in the market oh. of in the market square of Kildare by mm. the leader of the Brigidine Sisters. Oh, so I okay. guess not only was the flame eternal, but also the flame of their piety. Right. So they lasted. finally got the gas man to come in and hook up the the flame yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. I bet yeah. they're going to be switching it off anytime soon with this uh, cost of living crisis. Yeah. It's like we're going to just need to turn that down quite a bit. It's it's more like an eternal ember at this point. Yeah. So okay. So the flame existed, and mm. now they're just like, uh, but this flame is now for God. It's not for Bridget anymore. It's for yeah. Well, St. Bridget, rather than... Yeah, it's another classic uh, Christian co-op of a pagan mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, you kept the flame. Yeah, but it doesn't mean what it would... You've seen it before <laughs> with Christmas. <laughs> now it's all about uh, Jesus, I guess. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. In one version of the story, Bridget asked the King of Leinster for land in Kildare to found her monastery. And when mm. he refused, she assured him that she only wanted as much land as her cloak would cover. So the king agreed and met her on the plains of Kildare. Can you tell that where this is going already? Yeah, I feel like, I know, feel like we're going to get a magic cloak here. Yep. Bridget mm. removed her small cloak and asked four of her followers to take a corner each and walk in four different directions. As they did mm-hmm. so, the cloak grew until it covered hundreds of acres. <laughs> the king kept his promise, though, and okay. allowed Bridget to found the monastery on the land. So once again, she is the the queen of like con artists. Right. It's like I'm I'm just gonna take look look at this tiny cloak. There's there's hardly anything. It's yeah. gonna, barely gonna be like there's gonna be like two nuns in there. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like it was either gonna be magic cloak or world's smallest monastery. <laughs> it's like four square feet. It was fifty fifty, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she got a, a big magic cloak. What'd they do with the cloak then afterwards? Do you think it just snapped back into size? <laughs> She's like, Oh, that was my uh, best. Maybe they maybe they used it to make like the curtains and the, the bed sheets. In the, yeah. in the comment. They just made a giant tent, and that was the That, that was, was the monastery. The monastery. <laughs> <laughs> it was a monastery. So they, they would just said they had all this cloak material. Mm-hmm. That must have been bad. It's like, well, that was... I actually kind of need that cloak. It's chilly. No, it's <laughs> way too big to wear. <laughs> it's rare that your clothes outgrow you, you know? Yeah. Anyway. But, you know, that's one of the things that was remarkable about her life. Pretty miraculous. You could say. So... She began the monastery with seven companions and is credited with organising the communal, consecrated life of religious women in Ireland. Oh. So it was a pretty foundational convent. She so she also founded the, like, wait, congregational... The concept of... Uh... <laughs> of women living together. Yeah. They said it couldn't be done, but Bridget came in there and <laughs> somehow... And made, well, you know, with her enormous tent, she made it possible. Yeah. So women living together, somehow they didn't all immediately die or get eaten by wolves or burst into flames. It's just <laughs> you know, like attract, somehow... uh, attract bears when they all got their period. That's, yeah. Uh... Somehow, without the without the oversight of men, yeah. they, somehow they made it work. And nobody's ever figured that out since. They had scientists <laughs> come in. Who knows? It's, it's probably the most miraculous part of the story, to be honest. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've um, all seen big cloaks. I think that's, <laughs> you know, day-to-day occurrence. But like seven women living together? Fuck off. <laughs> what is it, science fiction? <laughs> We've reached the point at which Matt finds everything just too ridiculous to believe. Look, I'll suspend my disbelief quite a bit, but... <laughs> She anyway. also founded a monastery for men as part of a double monastery. So there you go. They weren't totally by themselves. Yay, double monastery. There were still some men around. Few. I feel like every time we hear about a double monastery, it's like we hit the jackpot. Just feels yeah. like this is... You get two saints for the price of one. Yeah, this monastery paid out double. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. She became the first abbess of Kildare and appointed a hermit named Conliffe as its first bishop. <laughs> That's a real people person, that Conliffe. Seems like the guy to put in charge of things. <laughs> did, you, did you miss the part where he's a hermit? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm sure he'll figure it out. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to work from home. And by home, I mean whole. He's going to work from his hole. <laughs> well, you know... 
if you're going to be a hermit who tries to to go into management then surely monastery is like the perfect industry because they got to be quiet all the time yeah. so it's like a good transitional sort of it is career for him and from their private industry <laughs> it's a stepping stone on the corporate ladder quite the opposite in fact because together oh. bridget and conleth are credited with founding a school of art Ooh. which worked with metalwork and illumination Ooh, mm. fancy lamps yeah wait they worked with illumination yep <laughs> expand on that i mean because they didn't have light bulbs or anything so it's not like they're making they, like maybe it was like making light with the eternal flame maybe i don't know yeah, i was, I was just like yeah illumination i was like oh yes must be like large light installation wait a minute <laughs> they didn't have light bulbs <laughs> i so how does that work torches yeah maybe like fancy candles they're just a candle factory oh hang on <laughs> so one of the things that came out of this school of art was the Book of Kildare, which drew okay. high praise. Um, oh, but... <laughs> I illumination. I know yeah. what you mean now. I yeah. think illumination meant illustration because right. but every page of this book was richly illuminated. So illuminated manuscripts, not yeah. like actual light okay no Sorry. Not, that was... not a light show in fact they they get that all the time on their on their trip advisor rating it's like one out of five i was expecting a cool light show and all i got was an old book i thought i was gonna go see laser floyd at the planetarium and it turned out to be <laughs> just a book just a book L lame yeah but it's a very colorful book it is a cool looking book but like if you're there for a laser show or like a fireworks display and somebody comes out with a <laughs> you book you would be and pretty like, disappointed yeah it could be as good a book as you want but it's not gonna really make up for the disappointment that you're experiencing then yeah yeah so that was that was the art school mm, sounds nice yeah she also traveled within ireland during her abbessy career mm -hmm. she visited longford tipperary limerick and south leinster so <laughs> she even got as far as the bottom of the county yeah, i don't think these places are far apart even for ireland <laughs> <laughs> she apparently founded several churches on her travels just just pop in just to, to found a church yeah. you know we've all done it on holiday my head of my convent went on holiday and all i got was this crappy convent guys you can make a church out of anything look just make them out of a cloak or something <laughs> there you go new church it said that she was friends with saint patrick Although, given that she was born just 10 years before he died, it's unlikely to be true, sadly. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't friends. They knew each other. I would think that, as we discussed in our St. Patrick episode, St. Patrick mm -hmm. being a celebrated con man. They had a lot in common. Yeah. Yeah, like, not a celebrated, like, a, but a, a, a very accomplished con man. Mm. You would think that, yeah, they would have a lot in common. and they. Yeah. Well, may, yeah, maybe she was out. inspired by him to... To use her trixiness, the Lord. Yeah. On his deathbed, St. Patrick called over a young Bridget and said, listen, it's all a scam. Grab <laughs> what you can and run. <laughs> she was too busy stealing something else anyway to, yeah. to even she, pay attention. She was actually, she was stealing his watch at the time. And uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, you're a kid after my own heart. I'm going to tell yeah. you a secret. <laughs> that was how they became friends. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to disappoint you when you ask about the relics because, you know, it's not just like they found a grave just full of trinkets that she's yeah. stolen. By relics, I mean they found her secret stash. <laughs> Is there a map to St. Bridget's treasure? <laughs> Maybe we could make one. How about mm, that? That'd be fun. So It'd be like, like one of those books that's like got a puzzle in it and then you'd go and you'd dig something up. Yeah. Maybe that should be our next project. But Bridget died at the age of 74. She was given her last wow. rites by a man named St. Ninid. We are the saints who say Ninid. Anyways. <laughs> 
He claimed that his right hand became encased in metal after he'd administered the rites, meaning that <laughs> it could never be defiled, earning him the name Saint Ninid of the Pure Hand. Uh, Very normal thing to do after you bless the saint. Thing. So wait, he like. Well, it's like you know when when people meet a celebrity and shake their hand and they're like, "I'm never washing my hand again." <laughs> well, this guy put those encased people in to metal. shame. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was it magically encased in metal, or was he like, "I'm gonna have to encase this in metal myself"? <laughs> <laughs> well, he claimed it became, so that that implies it was magic. Right. Seems okay. like she, so. She's got like the Midas touch between yeah. his hand. Well, but metal. you know, for like iron, <laughs> yeah. so less good. Yeah. Actually, probably more good. It seems more useful. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, that that was her life. Mm. She had some other miracles though as well, as well as the the weird eye thing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> At one point, she turned water into beer. Very important <laughs> update on Jesus' miracle. That's, uh... You're warming to her now, aren't you? Well, yes, but I feel like that feels just like anti-Irish propaganda. You know, it's like, you know how their saints are. They just turn water into beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the same way I feel about, like, St. Patrick's Day, which I feel like St. Patrick's Day is an anti-Irish holiday everywhere else right. in the world because it's mm. so... Stereotypical. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah, it's so focused on drinking that it just feels like it's just an excuse to make Reductive. fun of Irish people for drinking, and it's just like that's not fair. Well, if you don't want to be one of those people and you haven't already, then this St. Patrick's Day you should listen to our St. Patrick's Day episode from last yeah. year, and then celebrate St. Patrick's Day by conning somebody. <laughs> St. Patrick's still Day. sounds <laughs> anti-Irish, doesn't it? Oh, all right, well, <laughs> uh, there's no good way out of this, I guess. No. Another time, a nobleman wished to take a woman as a slave. And attempted mm. to frame her by entrusting her with a silver brooch. So I'm, I guess, like being a slave would be like could be a punishment for doing crimes. Punishment, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you frame someone, it's like you want to own a slave, but you don't want to pay for one. Right. Okay. The real, so, the real scumbags of the time. So it's like this lady is not worth as much as this silver pin. So. Yeah, so I'm going to get it lost. <laughs> yeah, the 5th century Ireland, where a woman was worth less than accessories. <laughs> Indeed. The woman sought refuge in Bridget's convent, and miraculously, one of Bridget's fishermen, <laughs> apparently there were fishermen in the convent, I sure. mean, someone needs to catch the fish to feed Yeah, how else are they getting right? fish, Anna? Think for mm. a second. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. One of Bridget's fishermen caught a fish which, when cut open, appeared to have swallowed the brooch. <laughs> the nobleman freed the woman, confessed his sins, and bowed to St. Bridget. This, you may note, um, is very similar to St. Mungo's miracle. I was going to say, yes. <laughs> Rings I feel a bell. like we, we, we experienced this miracle about a month ago <laughs> in a different episode. The miracle of deja vu. Yeah. Yeah, that is maybe it's a common sign of being a saint if you can make jewelry appear in a fish. Yeah, also would uh, have made her thieving operations more um, efficient. Wait, she's training fish to steal for her? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that was my read on the story, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess there's a lot of repetitiveness in saints, but this one feels very specific. Like in these miracles, there's repetitiveness because it's like, oh, he healed this guy or somebody was dead and now they're alive. But yeah. It's never the saint that catches the fish. It's always somebody else who catches yeah. the fish. And attributes it. And then it. the saint gets the credit for it. It's just like, oh, I guess I'm just some asshole out here with a fishing pole. Okay, I guess I didn't do anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's another quality of, of being a saint is taking credit for other people's fishing. Yeah. Uh, there's also a story where Bridget helped a nun who broke her vow of chastity. Uh oh. And became pregnant. So <laughs> oh. it, 
In one story, a nun broke her vow of chastity, became pregnant. Bridget blessed her and caused the child to disappear without pain, returning the woman to health and penance. So okay. a pro-choice American NGO has named itself the Bridget Alliance in right. reference to this story. Yeah. I imagine that it's not part of the Catholic tradition. No, maybe not. That's great. I love this. Yes, yeah, very pro-choice. Uh, this yeah. Saint. But this isn't even the first saint that we've come across that's help somebody get rid of an unwanted fetus really <laughs> unwanted pregnancy yeah there's somebody else who uh, got rid of an unwanted pregnancy and i forget well, who it was that's what the lord wants yeah i mean it's just like hey you know what sometimes it's the best of a bad option or whatever can't be a pregnant done that's weird um well yeah. it's just healthcare. it's just healthcare, <laughs> right yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> it'd be like the, it'd be like jane the virgin but with added piety so in another tale and i'm guessing this is the the catholic tale <laughs> Mm-hmm. The nun was called Darlug. <laughs> <laughs> that was unnecessary. Just, just we don't need a name. It's fine. Okay. I mean, it is bad because often in these stories we have so few women's names. Yeah, and... we have her name, but it's just impronounceable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was said that she was Bridget's favorite pupil, but she fell mm-hmm. in love with a young man and snuck out of her bed, which she and Bridget shared while Bridget was sleeping. <laughs> Okay. However, she recognized her spiritual peril and prayed for guidance and then punished herself by placing burning embers in her shoes and putting them on. Thus, by fire, she put out fire and by pain, extinguished pain. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She then returned to bed. Bridget was pretending to be asleep, but was aware that Dalagdak had gone away. The next day, she confessed to her experience of the night before. Bridget reassured her that she was now safe from the fire of passion and the fire of hell hereafter and healed her students' feet. Ah. This same Darlug Dak was her replacement. When Bridget died, she became the second abbess of Kildare. Oh, okay. And it said that she's so devoted to her mentor that when Bridget lay dying, Darlug Dak expressed her wish to die with her. Okay. <laughs> But Bridget replied that Dalogdak would die on the anniversary of her death sometime later. One year later. <laughs> yeah. Well, and actually, the, the Catholic Church records Dalogdak's death as 522, which is a, a year later. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> which makes her a pretty useless replacement. Yeah, like, I was going to say. You'd have to go through the <laughs> recruitment process all over again. It's a nightmare. Didn't even get a year out of that second abbess. Yeah. After all she'd done for her as well, you know, yeah. like healing her feet and or giving her a, a miraculous abortion. Either way, helping her out. Yeah. Was she, she was in the same bed when she put the... So she got out of bed, she put embers in her feet and then in her shoes, which I imagine was quite painful. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and probably the reason she... that Bridget woke up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just look at that going, ah, fuck! Yeah, Yeah, that didn't wake me up at all. What? You put what in your shoes? I didn't even notice that. I slept through the whole thing. (laughs) Crazy. So these that's those are pretty good miracles. Any more good ones? No, those are those are the headline ones. Those are pretty good miracles. Yeah, I think. Well, Saint Mungo, I think, comes after this, right? I forgot Ah. what Saint Mungo's dates were. So it sounds like Saint Mungo stole. Actually, plagiarized from her. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. What's that shit about? Men taking credit for women's work. See, because here's the thing is St. Mungo in his travels went to Ireland. And then I guess he came back uh, to Scotland. It was like, well, nobody... Maybe even... he heard this tale and just claimed that he'd done yeah. it himself. I like how, you know, that was so two episodes ago that we're like, we're now just like, oh, yeah, we hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. What a prick. We're totally <laughs> Team Bridget now. Yeah, we, we didn't realize. It, it turns out some revelations have come out about St. Mungo and uh, he's canceled on this podcast. Yeah, we're canceling him. Yeah. You can't even... 
claim that you, you know, take credit for someone else's work these days without getting cancelled. Yeah. So what about her relic? So they were reportedly taken to... Oh, no. <laughs> but famous Irishman Liam Neeson's on the case. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just found another miracle. Okay, um, what's that? When on the banks of the River Innie, Bridget, which mm-hmm. is the, it's opposite the River Outy. Yeah, I was gonna... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Bridget was given a gift of apples and sweet sloes. She la- okay. What well, is this? A fairy tale by a witch. <laughs> she later entered a house where there were many lepers begging for the fruit, which she oh, offered okay. willingly. The woman yeah. who had given the gift to Bridget was angered by this, saying that she'd not given the gift to the lepers. <laughs> <laughs> like if I wanted to give fruit to leopards I would have given fruit to lepers Yeah I think the woman was called Karen Once something's a present You can do yeah. what you like with it I don't know that's kind of rude If you gave me something And the next day You found out that I like Gave it to somebody else Well like once I finish reading The books you've given me Wouldn't it be a compliment If I then insist that someone else read them Yeah but it's fruit You can't <laughs> No, Only one person can enjoy fruit Anna. I, I suppose so You know that, that was her thing if she mm-hmm. gives stuff to the poor, right? So Stuff that isn't hers. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Uh, all right. <laughs> At least she did actually, you know, own it in the first place this time. This is a, this is a step in the right direction, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Bridget was angry at the woman for withholding from the lepers and cursed her trees so that they would no longer bear fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Everybody's overreacting in this. Just a bit spiteful. Yeah. A miracle of spite. <laughs> and, and so the lady stabbed Bridget. <laughs> and Bridget <laughs> murdered her family. <laughs> and then the lady burnt down Bridget's convent with everyone inside just keeps escalating yeah it's like... <laughs> then uh, another woman gave bridget the same gift and again she gave the fruit to the begging lepers this woman asked that she and her garden be blessed <laughs> bridget said that a large tree in the garden would have twofold fruits from its offshoots and this came true i thought bridget would be like you know what yours are also cursed because i see what the fuck you're up to you just want <laughs> <laughs> trying to brown nose me i see right through you yeah Exactly. Like she saw what happened to the first lady and she's like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, if I'm, what if I play this a little differently? <laughs> well, no, no it, it worked because she got her, yeah. her tree blessed with abundance. She's like, see, Karen, this is how you do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know where she was originally buried, but in the ninth century, her relics were taken to Downpatrick to protect them from Viking raids and buried in the same tomb as Patrick and St. Columba, who I don't think wow. we've actually covered yet, but we've like mentioned he comes quite up a few a times. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll, um, we'll do him in the future. One of these days. So it's nice that if you're in Ireland, you can just, you can tick off a lot of go pilgrimages visit them all, all at in once. one go. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Big tourism money spinner for for down patrick yeah the relics of the three saints were later moved to down cathedral where everybody is sad (laughs) so they remained there from 1185 to 1538 until they were desecrated and destroyed under the deputyship of lord gray Um, (laughs) wait why (laughs) good question let's find out lord gray just the dick yeah well i bet he was english i bet he's probably english yeah i was gonna say he sounds he sounds pretty english (laughs) sounds like an english move indeed bones buried in the ground not hurting anybody i should probably dig those up and uh spread them around a bunch should we put them in the british museum nah let's just throw them (laughs) off a cliff or some shit sorry i'm just trying to find out who that guy is oh he's got his own uh wikipedia page oh that's not a good sign yeah he was the lord deputy of ireland Hmm. and the the younger son of the first marquis of dorset so yeah definitely english and and a bad guy i'm guessing yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, you're the Marquis of Dorset. No way you're a good dude. Yeah. And, and anyone, I just like to put, well, say that if there's a modern day Marquis, Marquis of Dorset, fuck you. Well, <laughs> the world does not need that. Or you can redeem yourself by subscribing to our Patreon. Psst. Redistribute some of your unfairly gotten wealth. If you redistribute all your wealth into our projects, then yeah, you're fine. But otherwise. <laughs> Lord Grey was implicated in several massacres in Ireland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> checks out. <laughs> yeah, checks out. <laughs> yep. No, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, who'd have thunk? A grave robber, not a good dude all around. Yeah. The only relic to survive was Bridget's head which was rescued by clergy and taken to a Franciscan monastery in Neustadt, Austria. They're going to say, in a bowling ball bag. (laughs) (laughs) The The perfect disguise. In 1587, the head was presented to the Church of the Society of Jesus in Lisbon by Mm. Emperor Rudolf. So the frontal part of her skull remains in Lisbon to this day. Uh, Another part of the skull is in the St. Church of John the Baptist, also in Lisbon. According to local tradition there, this part of the skull was actually brought to Portugal a couple of hundred years earlier by three Irish knights travelling to the Aragonese Crusade. Okay, so wait, so... So the the last remaining relic was her skull, so they're like, well, let's just split it up. Yeah, (laughs) weird way to split it. So one church in Portugal has the face and the other church in Portugal just has the back of her head. (laughs) Yeah. Weird. It was such a beautiful face, even in skull form. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, especially in skull form because you couldn't see her big bulgy eyes or her blemish. (laughs) That's a good point. In 1884, the Archbishop of Sydney acquired a relic of St. Bridget's Tooth from a church in Cologne and gave it to the Brigidine sisters in Melbourne. So clearly her influence spread around the world. Hey, I got this tooth. You you, you all want it? I, uh, <laughs> I acquired it. I found it on the ground at a church. But that's the thing. Like, they're chopping up bits of her skull. She's probably got like, you know, 10 teeth. But you can <laughs> divide Fair. up. Yeah, fifth century dentistry was not not the one. Yeah, that's not going to be great. Yeah, a fragment of the skull is kept at Saint Bridget's Church in Kilcurry, and another mm-hmm. in Killester, which are both, I'm guessing, uh, back on her home turf of the Emerald Isle. You know, if you eat too much Kilcurry, you'll get high cholesterol. No oh dear. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, do you yeah. want to guess what her patronages are? Uh, is she the patron saint of burglars? <laughs> Not officially. No. Is it the patron saint who throw up at the sight of heathens? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be Saint Anna, surely. Uh, actually, sorry, made a mistake. She is a patron saint of fugitives. So I guess. Oh, there you go. Guess that's uh, Love that. That's as close as we get there. That's good. You know, if you're out there, if you're on the lamb. Thank you for taking the time for your flight from the law to listen to our podcast, number one. <laughs> but yeah, to check in with St. Bridget. Is she the patron saint uh, popping out your eyeball? <laughs> Unless that's a common practice of blacksmiths, then no. No. You need both your eyes for blacksmithing. You need the depth of perception for the hammering and such. Ah, uh, good uh, point. Is she the patron saint of cursing orchard? <laughs> Well, Jesus actually did that in the first place. That's true. I was going to say that was very, very biblical. Like, again, she's stealing miracles from Jesus now. Mm. So She's plagiarizing all over the place. I know. It's like there's no originality left with these saints. <laughs> Is she the patron saint of wearing clothes that are just way too big? She had that really <laughs> big cloak, you know? <laughs> you know, in like the, in those weird spammy posts where it's like, here's a before and after of someone who lost like, you know, an incredible amount of weight. And they're, they're holding right. their 
t-shirts oh. out against their tiny face. Right, the giant pair of pants. And... Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's like, the, you yeah. know, remember all those subway ads with that guy, Jared? Whatever happened to that guy? Oh, well. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, well, this is a fun... Oh, then I want to stop for a second and tell you this. There was this guy named Jared Fogel who was the spokesperson for Subway. And his whole thing was he was just a regular dude. And every day he walked to his subway and he had a sandwich. And in this way, he lost like 100 pounds or something. He lost all this weight. Because right? he walked there or because I, that was all he ate. No, yeah, it was like this this idea that like, oh, Sub- Subway is a healthy choice. So he lost right. all this weight eating Subway sandwiches, right? Uh. And so Subway made them made this guy a spokesperson. And he was like a spokesperson for Subway. And he'd be in like all our commercials. And he became kind of famous in America for at least a decade. Never made it over here. Well, you're in luck. And then a few years ago, it turned out he was a pedophile. Oh, no. And, yeah. why, why did you make me wait for that bit? That was, that was sad. Because you kept interrupting me. And so, yeah, so like Subway, I guess, never vetted the fact that it was just like a regular guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now he's in jail for pedophilia and child pornography. Well, that's a happy ending then. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But not for the Subway Corporation who were just like, oh, we should have just gotten like a cartoon clown or something. Yeah. <laughs> what about yeah. if we had like a Subway Fictional car? Mice. They can't, yeah. yeah. Well, Anyways. I mean, they don't seem to be doing too badly. Yeah. So, you know, don't, like... don't feel too sorry for them. Yeah, their food's terrible. <laughs> so, okay. So what are her patronages? Okay. So uh, it's quite a list. Babies, blacksmith, boatman, mm-hmm. I guess because she was in charge of fishermen. Cattle, I guess, because of her early snack days. <laughs> that one cow that, yeah, was her main source of nourishment, her. apparently. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> God forbid you get food from heathens. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the phrase holy cow comes from. Is it? Oh. No. <laughs> also related to the cow, dairy maids and dairy mm-hmm. workers. Okay. Boatmen and sailors, watermen. Mm-hmm. Not sure what the, the difference is there. Men made out of Mid- water. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't find them a lot because every time they step over a, a grate, they just all fall right in. And it's, like, <laughs> it's a tragic fact with those watermen. Yeah. Livestock in general. Poets because of the the art school okay i guess that makes sense i guess yeah kildare right healers <laughs> okay and she is one of the the three national saints of ireland along alongside patrick and columba so it's convenient right. that those the three people who were buried together yeah were the top I was saints. Say they were roommates so you know yeah y- yeah they were all kind grave of mates thing. yeah uh, post-mortem roommates <laughs> she is also as well as um kildare uh She's also a patron of Douglas in Lanarkshire, Scotland, and okay. Er Ivrea in Turin in Italy. Oh, okay. So a, a good a good handful, but yeah. not the patron saint of confidence tricksters as would be deserved, or indeed no. abortion doctors. But oh, right, you know, right, yeah. maybe unofficial patron saint Unofficially. of women's health care <laughs> Un- issues. It's kind of like in America. It's all very uh, back alley these days. It's, oh, uh, my God. Okay. What a all... note to, to end on. <laughs> well, it's all like uh, under, like, it's all very unofficial these days, we'll say, the uh, abortion support. Well, Anna, do you think you'd ever have St. Bridget intercede for you? I know myself quite well as someone who is not very good at, like, holding their reserve or like you know kicking bad habits as someone who's always putting embers in their shoes <laughs> if you know what i mean no i so like when she gets like punished for stealing and like at her <laughs> right. at her trial steals something else i feel like right, i relate right. in terms of like doing something that's not very good for me but being like it's too irresistible you know i th- i think i think she's uh yeah pretty inspiring on that one right it's, it's, it is kind of funny when you think about it. It's like, she's at the trial. It's like, your honor, my client is innocent. And the judge is like, <laughs> your client is stealing your briefcase right now, counselor. 
also as with Mungo, if I ever lose some jewelry, right. uh, you know, and I'll and I go fishing, I'll be yeah. be inspired. That's the the origin of that phrase: fishers, keepers, losers. <laughs> Indeed. We, um, yeah, I think that yeah, I mean, like I'm at my parents' house now, so if I decided I wanted to steal some things on my way out, mm-hmm. that'd be good to to know, uh, to help uh, Bridget help me with that, you know. That'd but you're nice. not there as a slave, right? Just I'm not. Are, just are you sure? Like, is this a cry for help? No, Are you asking fine. me to, uh, to to bail you out somehow? Only the slave of, of familial obligation. Um, <laughs> no, my parents are fine. It's, it's nice to come and visit uh, and to see them. And they had a fun time on Tavish's birthday, so it was all good. Blink three times if you need help. <laughs> I'm fine. Anyways, yeah, I'm, I am in a closet, but it is of my own choice. Uh, just... <laughs> that's what they want you to think. That's just about acoustics. <laughs> you know, no one can hear me <laughs> scream outside. Uh, no, yeah, I think that she seemed uh, pretty neat. She did, you know, she turns water into beer. That's a pretty handy skill. Yeah, I'm not a beer drinker myself, but I can see why you would appreciate that. But uh, Yeah. You would have preferred water into wine? Uh, Water into bubbly, specifically. It's the only thing I drink. I'm sure I've told (laughs) you this on the podcast. I think if we come across a saint one day that turns water into champagne... um... (laughs) She probably won't be recognized, you know, by the the austere Catholic Church, but she'd be a saint to me. I feel like the church would be like, you're missing... I feel like you're missing the point. (laughs) If you take Jesus to a party, he's probably like making some champagne you know well because you know in the story the host is like you saved the best wine till last that's not what anyone does so that it probably is the bubbly there you go and uh thank you so much for bringing me the tale of this uh sneaky saint <laughs> and her, her thieving her ways fingers. yeah yeah in many ways very traditionally irish but with the beer wow. and, the, and the stealing um yeah it seems like uh a fun lady. I hope she was real. Yeah. Because uh, she she had a pretty neat life, and it'd be a shame if it was all just tall tales. <laughs> and all a dream. <laughs> you know, I'll let you know if I dream about her, and then we'll know it's true. Well, yeah. Let me know. Keep me abreast of those dreams. If you see anywhere I'm like injured or something, please let me know. <laughs> I won't tell you. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me. Actually, it's better if I don't know. I'll just get worried. Uh, well, no. In fact, I could tell you, and then and then we could do some insurance fraud somehow. What a terrible waste. You're clairvoyant, but we just use it for minor insurance fraud. <laughs> great. <laughs> well, thanks again, Anna. You are very welcome. Have a blessed day and a great time in Florida. Thanks.